one of the core pieces of figuring out how to truly enjoy Christian family life, even when it's crazy, even when it's stressful, even when the day-to-day does not match what your hopes or expectations were, one of the core pieces to still enjoying those relationships, the process, the experience, the home life, is figuring out how to manage the hard emotions that come with motherhood. And we have been diving in over the last few weeks to a lot of these hard emotions. We've talked about anger, anxiety, depression, stress, and burnout. You can scroll back through um, your podcast list there and see a lot of these hard emotions popping up along with some of the key issues related to managing emotions, like how do we take control of our thought life so we're not dwelling on things that just feed our anxiety or anger or whatever the issue might be. And it would be impossible to do a series, a long enough series on this podcast addressing every single possible difficult emotion. And so today, my friend, we're wrapping up this conversation, not because we can put a big check mark next to managing our emotions. We've talked about them all. Great. We're good to go. It'll never be a problem again. But because we've hit on a lot of the really big, common emotions that are hard to deal with, and there are other pieces (laughs) that need to be in place for enjoying family life. Managing the emotions is a huge part of it. But we also have to build those communication skills deepen our own faith journey, resting in the Lord. And of course, from these different um, skill areas or pieces of the puzzle, then we have what we need to start deepening our marriage and our relationship with our kids and those different specific relationships that make up your family life. And so we're going to wrap up our conversation today by looking at a few different emotions. We're going to talk about loneliness, disappointment, bitterness, hopelessness, feeling discouraged. I mean, those those often are kind of lumped together. But it's a reality for so many moms that during seasons of life, we just feel discouraged or disappointed. We feel like we're alone in this hard journey, but we're not. We are not alone. And the Lord has such hope for you and your family. He has such good plans for you and your family. And so that is what we're going to land on today. We're going to talk through why we struggle with these emotions, what can we do about it, and start to wrap up this deep dive into some of the most common hard emotions of motherhood. So I know I'm excited to talk about these emotions today because they are, it's so discouraging. It's so frustrating to feel bitter and hopeless or discouraged, but there's such hope. And so I'm excited to have this conversation. Let's go ahead and dive right in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships. 
relationship with him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. I will be honest, my friend, that diving into this conversation over the last uh, the last many weeks now, diving into these hard emotions has been more emotionally challenging for me than I expected. I, I guess I just assumed because I'm a counselor and I help women work through these exact issues all the time, for years now, I've been sitting down with people who are just struggling with anger or depression or, or all sorts of different things. Um, I can talk about it. I understand it. But I go through hard seasons of life as well. And the last couple of months have been unexpectedly stressful. We had a big move that we were not, um, we were excited about, but we weren't really planning it. It kind of was a great opportunity. The Lord dropped right into our laps. But moving with four kids, uh, right as your husband's about to travel out of the country for multiple weeks, and then everyone's getting sick. I mean, there's been so much going on. And I have found myself um, really needing the conversations that we have had over the last few weeks. And so thank you for being a part of this. If this is your first time listening, I'm glad that you are here. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. Um, And if you've been a longtime listener, I'm so glad that you're back. And I know I have heard from many of you that these various emotions that we've been talking through have hit home for you. And I'm not surprised by that because I purposefully was picking emotions that are very common and are difficult. But at the same time, I wish that that wasn't the case. I wish none of us had to deal with these hard emotions. And so I just want to say thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for supporting the show with your reviews, your encouragement. Um, Those of you in our Patreon community, that is such a fun place and and such a great, easy way to support the show and this ministry. And I hope that whatever episodes wind up connecting with you, I hope that you'll share it with a friend. And I hope that you will take it into your quiet time before the Lord and just let him work through the conversations that we are having. So you can, of course, scroll back through the different conversations we've had, looking at depression, anxiety, stress, anger. And as I said in the intro, today we're doing kind of a um, hodgepodge, I guess the word might be, looking at a few different emotions that are all connected. Issues like disappointment and hopelessness, discouragement, bitterness, loneliness, Um, You can have one, of course, without the other, but a lot of those are words that we use interchangeably. And if we're feeling hopeless, we're probably also feeling disappointed or discouraged. Um, And loneliness, of course, is just a huge issue for a lot of moms. And so whatever emotions we have hit on that hit home for you, you're not alone, my friend. So many people are struggling with the exact same things. And the Lord is not surprised when we struggle. He's not, he's not discouraged. He's not disappointed. He knows that we are dust. He knows that he alone is our strength and our refuge. 
And so struggling does not mean that you are failing. It does not mean that you're less of a Christian or less of a wife or less of a mom. It means you're human. And the fact that you're listening to a podcast and and taking steps to try to manage those emotions better, to love your people well to the best of your ability by God's grace, that's what the Lord wants from us. And those are the heart issues and the, the efforts that the Lord loves to bless and to use. He is a God of redemption. He is a God of new life. And so whatever you're struggling with, you're not alone. The Lord is in it, and the Lord has a way forward. I just wanted to open us up with um, that kind of reality check from the gospel, (laughs) Uh, the reality check that the Lord is with us, and he is in it, and he knows that we're struggling, and we're messed up, and that's exactly why Jesus came, and he is our hope. So as we jump into our conversation today about bitterness and disappointment and and these lingering hard emotions, I will remind you of my disclaimer that I'm a therapist, but I'm not your therapist. This podcast is not therapy. And I will also remind you that we have a lot of great resources on the website. If you head to loveyourpeoplewell.com, there's a whole page about resources, um, for emotions, for parenting, for marriage, for faith, for all sorts of issues. And we particularly have a brand new devotional called Joy in the Journey about finding joy, biblical, Christ-centered joy in the hard and tiring journey of motherhood. And um, I have really enjoyed looking through those scripture passages over the past year and writing this devotional. So I would encourage you to check that out if you are feeling disappointed, bitter, hopeless, discouraged, anything we're talking about today, if that's hitting home for you, then the Joy in the Journey 40-Day Devotional might be a great resource to help you walk through that. Let's start our conversation looking at the question of why. Why is it that as Christians, we still struggle with issues like bitterness and discouragement and hopelessness? We know that the Lord tells us not to be bitter. He has a big emphasis, especially in the letters of the New Testament, on forgiving one another, loving one another, not letting any root of bitterness grow up in our hearts or in our relationships. And yet, it's so easy to struggle with this. And we need to all be just realistic that we live in a broken world. We struggle with emotions like these because other people hurt us, they sin against us, or they just fall short of what we hope that they will do for us or or what the relationship will be like. And we struggle with our own sin and our own shortcomings. Issues like bitterness, they build up because people hurt us or because we're disappointed um, at an expectation we had that the Lord did not meet, that the Lord said no when we were desperately needing him to say yes. And as we process through the pains and the trials of life, which happen to everyone, 
every marriage has its struggles. Every parent-child dynamic has those moments where you just throw up your hands and you don't know what to do and you feel totally overwhelmed. Every friendship is going to have those seasons where you feel more disconnected or you're just not on the same page. And the way that we process through those trials and troubles is typically what's going to point us toward, is this root of bitterness going to be growing? Am I going to just live in a place of discouragement and hopelessness? Or am I going to find the other way to look at it or try something different? Am I going to lean on the Lord to get me through this and to change this? So one of the reasons why we still, even though we know the Lord, even though we are trying so hard, we still struggle is because we live in a broken world and there is pain, at least on occasion, in every relationship, including our relationship with the Lord. We have all had those moments where we pray for something and we're desperate for something and the Lord seems to say, or maybe does say, no, and it might feel like he's absent and we are disappointed, we're discouraged. There's pain in our relationships. And of course, our thought processes, what do I choose to believe when I'm disappointed by something? What do I choose to focus on? All of that is going to influence how we think and how we feel. Do we wind up feeling discouraged or hopeful? And all of these emotions have a big impact on our lives. It has an impact on your faith, on your marriage, on your kids, on your yourself, your own mental health, your sense of identity. We cannot necessarily change what other people are going to do in our life. Is your husband going to treat you with the loving kindness that the Lord wants him to? I hope so. There's probably been moments where he fell short of that, and maybe he falls short a lot. Maybe there's an incredible amount of conflict and miscommunication and pain. And of course, we would feel disappointed by that. Of course, we would feel discouraged by that. But that doesn't mean we have to live in a place of disappointment and discouragement. And we see this with our kids. So many moms especially when you have younger kids and they take so much time and so much energy. I mean, I have four under four and I'm exhausted by, you know, well, by bedtime, probably before bedtime, their bedtime, which is not the same as my bedtime. But I know how easy it is to get so wrapped up in the wiping noses and spilling up or cleaning up the spills and kissing the boo-boos and stopping all the fighting it's exhausting. And by the end of the day, we can sometimes just lay in bed thinking, what was the point of all of this? This wasn't exactly fun today. We think we're the only one. We don't necessarily have time to invest in our friendships or opportunities to volunteer and things like that, that we have previously enjoyed and found meaningful and we can feel lonely. All the areas of our life are going to be impacted if we are sitting in a place of discouragement or hopelessness. So let's turn the corner. Let's talk a little bit about what we can do to manage these hard emotions. When you're feeling lonely, 
when you're feeling disappointed. It's not the actual emotion that is typically the problem. Because, I mean, as we've said, when when someone falls short of what they should be doing in a relationship with us, when my kids are defiant and disobedient, or if our husbands, you know, they're home late and they didn't call and we don't know what happened, it's really natural to feel disappointed by that. And if it's happening frequently, it's really natural to feel discouraged by that. If you're scrolling through Instagram and all you're seeing are these happy moms with their happy kids and their wonderful vacations and everyone's grabbing their beautiful lattes together and it's easy to feel lonely when you're looking at other people's lives and you feel like you're on the outside. The emotions themselves are not typically the biggest problem. The problem is how do we deal with them? And so let's talk about how we can deal with them. And the first thing that I would encourage is to recognize the emotion and grieve it, mourn it, whatever happened that has led you to now feeling hopeless or discouraged. That probably needs to be mourned over, grieved over, cried over to acknowledge the emotion and not just try to sweep it under the rug or put on the the big smile and pretend everything is okay, but to take some time and grieve your husband falling short in some area or your kids disappointing you in some area. When we try to pretend that the emotion isn't there, that is often when it gets its strongest roots in our heart. So take that time. Feel the emotions. Cry if you are sad. That's okay. And I don't mean to just sit there in your pity party day after day. But I do mean that you need to actually feel the emotion. And whatever is behind it, the situation that happened, the sin that occurred, the pain that happened in a relationship, lay that before the Lord. Cover it in prayer. Cry over it. Grieve it. And then we give it to God. Now, what does that look like in the day-to-day? We could have a whole separate conversation about that. But when I say that one of the best ways to manage these hard emotions is to give it to God, I mean that you're not just crying for the sake of crying or, or having that pity party, but that you are taking it to Him in prayer. You're asking the Lord to intervene, to change your husband's heart or to change your child's heart to fill them with the Holy Spirit so that they can learn to be obedient or whatever the issue might be because the Lord wants that for them. Pray for yourself. Pray that he will protect you from that bitterness. Pray that he will fill you with hope and joy and peace. Study the scriptures around whatever topic it is, whatever emotion it is that you're struggling with. Those are some of the things that help us give it to God, that instead of trying to manage it on my own, I'm going to put on the happy face and pretend I'm going to sweep it under the rug. I'm just going to grit my teeth and get through it. Instead, I'm going to pray over it. I'm going to study the scriptures. I'm going to cry out to God. I'm going to seek his face. I'm going to ask him what to do and trust that he will give the wisdom and the direction that the Bible promises that he will give. Let him be 
your rock. Let him be your refuge. And with that, as we give these hard emotions to God, we can trust that he's going to be with us with the comfort and the peace. Philippians 4 tells us he gives peace that passes our understanding. The situation might not change. Kids might not change. Your husband might not change. The issue at work might not change, whatever it is. But the Lord can change your heart. He can guard your heart and your mind. And sometimes when we give these emotions to God, he brings that comfort. He brings that peace. Sometimes, if we're being honest, he brings conviction. He shows us the log in our own eye that we need to deal with. Whatever it is that the Lord knows is best is what's going to happen. And yes, that might be changing the other person, dealing with them, helping them to mature or grow or confess or apologize or whatever. But sometimes it might be working in you. That might not feel as easy, might not be as enjoyable, but that might be what's really necessary to work through the bitterness or the hopelessness or the discouragement is that the Lord needs to point out an area of sin in your own life, in how you're thinking or how you're reacting to things or gossip or judgment or whatever it might be. And so we mourn and we grieve, we give the situation to God. And the next thing that I would highlight, number three here, is to find some sort of action step. Because the emotions we're talking about today, I feel lonely, I feel hopeless, I feel discouraged. So much of that leads us to just kind of sitting and wallowing. Those are hard emotions, but they just kind of drain our energy. And they disconnect us from people. They lead us to feeling more and more isolated. And so as you're praying through it, as you're thinking about the situation, find some sort of action step that you can take. Even if it feels really small, if you are actually doing something about the situation, that can often bring with it an encouragement, a sense of renewal, because you're not just a victim of your circumstances, but you're stepping forward and you're doing something. So I know we've hit on a lot of very small but different examples, issues in your marriage, issues with your kids, issues at work or with your friends or, or with God, of, of God not doing something you wanted him to do, but finding an action step to whatever that situation is. Maybe it's trying to have a conversation with your husband in a different way or to frame it differently, or maybe it's taking the action step of calling a friend who you haven't talked to in a long time. That might help step out of that feeling of loneliness. Maybe it's an action step of starting a gratitude journal to build back up that hope and that encouragement in the Lord. It could be individual, it could be some step with another person in a relationship, Finding something to do often really helps us to start feeling differently about the situation. Number four here is to preach to yourself. <laughs> you know what is true. Now, you might be feeling confused about what is true or doubting or questioning what is true because of the intensity of your hard emotions or of the situation that you're in. 
And so turn to the Psalms. That is the number one place I look to when I'm maybe not questioning my faith, but just feeling like, okay, what's going on? I don't understand this. These emotions are overwhelming. Open the Psalms. We did um, just a few months ago, a deep dive into Psalms 42 and 43, which look at depression. And the psalmist there, the entire reason for the psalm is he's preaching to himself. He's acknowledging, I feel this way. I feel downcast. I feel disturbed. Why? And he's asking that question and he's reminding himself in the psalm that the Lord is his hope, that all is not lost. The feelings do not actually control his life or his situation. The Lord controls his life and his situation. That might be a good example to turn to, but the Psalms and all of scripture are filled with examples. And so I know for myself, when I'm struggling, when I'm really, um, especially feeling disappointed or discouraged, I'll make little note cards and write scriptures on them or reminders of something that is true that I, I'm not thinking about it. I'm not remembering it in the heat of the moment, but I know it's true. I want to be reminded of it when I'm struggling and I'll put those note cards, uh, I'll use them as bookmarks or I'll stick them on the fridge or in the bathroom. I'll put them around the house as reminders of what is true and good. And yet what I'm easy to forget when the emotions are overwhelming. So read scripture, write it down, talk to a friend, find ways to remind yourself, preach to yourself the truth of God's goodness, of his hope and his peace and his joy. Because if you're not feeling it, that doesn't mean that his goodness is not true. It means we need to be reminded of that and let the Holy Spirit fill us up with that good truth. And the last piece I want to highlight today as we talk about and really wrap up our many weeks (laughs) look at these hard emotions The last thing that I want to highlight that we can do, that we need to do when we're struggling with these emotions, is to look for joy. Find it. Seek it out. When the emotions are big, then those little moments of joy, those little things that we are thankful for or that make us smile, we start to miss them. We just gloss right over it because, well, it's not as big as my emotion, as my loneliness or my hopelessness. And so we just kind of ignore it or we overlook it. We miss it. And so look for joy. Find the smallest thing today that can make you smile and do that thing or think about that thing or have that conversation. You you might have to be really intentional about this. If you're really stuck in a season of discouragement or bitterness, but you can find joy in the Bible as you look at the characteristics of God, read through the miracles of Jesus in the Gospels, or just read over your favorite scriptures throughout your life, you can find joy in moments of self-care. We actually have a free list on the website, 51 ideas for self-care that are small and realistic and free. (laughs) You can grab that at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash free. You can find actually a few different resources there, but just find those little moments of things that make you smile, of things that bring you 
joy. And it might be a tiny spark of joy in a sea of loneliness, but that tiny spark matters and it can grow and we have to be intentional about it. So gratitude, of course, is a big way to intentionally look for and find joy. Self-care, diving into the Bible or looking at what God says is good and true. It might not feel like the biggest part of your life at that moment, but it's true and it's good and it's a little moment of joy. Or go outside into some beautiful um, scenery. Probably in your own backyard, you can find a flower. You can find a really funky looking tree that just kind of makes you smile. You can watch a sunset or a sunrise. Those might be tiny sparks of joy in a difficult season. You can grab coffee with a friend. You can look back through a photo album from when your kids were little. There's all sorts of little activities we can do, things we can focus on that are going to bring tiny little dots of joy into this hard season. And the more you focus on those, the more little moments of joy that you find in your day, well, that's one less moment of bitterness or hopelessness. And I would particularly encourage you, if you're taking this step, if you're trying to just intentionally find joy, look for it, notice it, spotlight it, whether it's in your mind or you write it down or you take a picture or you send it to a friend or whatever, if there is a particular relationship where you're struggling, maybe a lot of your discouragement and bitterness and hopelessness is coming from your marriage, you feel like your husband is falling short, there's a lot of conflict, or you're just, you're never talking anymore, you feel like roommates, all sorts of things can be a struggle in our marriage, despite our best efforts. Well, if that is the main situation or relationship that's leading to these hard emotions that you're struggling with, look for joy specifically in that situation, in that relationship. Try to find one thing every day that your husband does that actually is awesome, that makes you smile. It might not be the top priority in your marriage, whatever that thing is, but it's still a good thing. He might have negative things to say 99 out of 100 times, but what about that one time? Did you notice it? Did you actually listen to it? Did it impact your heart? Did you laugh with him or compliment him on it or highlight to him, wow, that was really encouraging. Thank you for saying that. That might be a really awkward thing to say if you're in a season where you're really struggling. But if it brought you a little moment of joy, it might bring him a little moment of joy. And you're a lot more likely to repeat it if you've noticed it, highlighted it, enjoyed it. It's one moment where you're not struggling with the emotion and you're replacing it with the joy and the peace and the goodness that you want and that you're looking for. Now, that's just an example within your marriage, but you can certainly do that with your kids. You can do that in your faith. You can do that with yourself. If you're feeling really down on yourself, a lot of mom guilt, a lot of just feeling like you're falling short, you're struggling, well, find those little moments where you can actually, even if it's in your own head, say, oh, actually, I think I did that pretty well. 
I made a uh, killer breakfast for the family today. It was awesome. Everybody complained for five hours afterward about everything else in life, but for two minutes, we all sat around the table and we smiled and we enjoyed because I had done this thing and provided for my family. You might yell at your kids a lot, but there's probably a moment during the day when you're tempted to yell and you don't. So notice that moment. Try to figure out, wow, what made that so successful? That felt different. That looked different. That impacted my family differently. And now I'm focusing, instead of focusing on the disappointment, the things I'm not doing, the things that are not going well, now I'm noticing and focusing on the things that are working, the things that are good, the things that bring joy and peace. So just to recap for us, so just to recap for us, a few things that we can do that will be helpful when you're struggling with probably any emotion, but definitely with bitterness, hopelessness, discouragement, loneliness, disappointment. We need to mourn and grieve over the situation that has brought up this emotion. We give it to God. We find an action step, something we can do to move things forward. We preach to ourselves. We look for good truth and remind ourselves of it. And we look for even little tiny moments of joy and happiness and gratitude. And the more we're looking for those, the more we're going to find them. The more we find them, the more that puts a, a little ding in that armor of bitterness or hopelessness. And again, we have a new devotional from Love Your People Well called Joy in the Journey a 40-day look at some of the best scriptures, at least for me, (laughs) that I have found most helpful around biblical joy. And how do we find that? How do we rest in that when we're feeling totally exhausted by motherhood? And you can find that on the website, loveyourpeoplewell.com. That's the Joy in the Journey devotional. Um, Right now, it's really spotlighted on the parenting resources page. Um, There's other devotionals, other freebies, lots of good stuff there on the website. And we will be back tomorrow for the Patreon community in our private podcast. And we'll talk a little bit about how to figure out the root issue when an emotion is overwhelming. How do you really figure out why am I struggling with this emotion so that maybe I could do something about it? And then um, right here on the Love Your People Well podcast, we will be back Friday to look at some quick tips for how to deal with like a like just a burst of emotion that's totally overwhelming. Um, you might be in a season of feeling hopeless and discouraged. A season of just anger feels like it's defining you for a long period of time. But you also might have just a, you know, a half hour where it's just like, oh my gosh, I am so discouraged today. Oh my gosh, I'm just angry and I don't know why, or I just feel anxious. And so we'll look Friday at some quick tips, things you can do really quickly in the moment to manage like a burst of emotion so that you can get back to enjoying family life. So that'll be really practical um, with lots of quick little tips on Friday. And then we will move forward, friends, looking at some of the other aspects of enjoying family life. But definitely scroll back through um, the emotions that we've talked through, whatever might be hitting home for you. I hope that you'll listen to those episodes, find encouragement there, share it with a friend, um, and we'll be back on Friday 
with a little bit more about how to manage our emotions so that we can love our people well. All right, my friend, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.